young people from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part, too. <laughs> They're doing their part. Are you? Right, Steven, I want you to get out your 2B TV list. <laughs> Why? Get it out. We're going to roulette through his list, find a movie, and we're going to write the plot for it. What? <laughs> okay. Just a single movie. Yes, just one. We're going to do it together. Oh, God. All right. Hold on. Okay. Here, this is very relevant with uh, what we're doing today. <laughs> I can't wait. The movie that we're going to rewrite the plot for is a 1987 movie called Stripped to Kill. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Okay. First of all, you didn't look up the plot to this, right? You don't know what this is about? No. Uh, No, I don't don't know what the plot is. I I, I do. I just don't remember what it was. We we read it last night, but I don't remember. So, Stripped to Kill. I mean, goddamn, how could it have anything to do... How could it be anything except for an electrician who's taking the you know, coverings off of wires. <laughs> oh man, that's now. That's not what I was gonna say. What I was gonna say. I'm obviously was, joking. Geez. It is a. <laughs> oh no, I know, but I'm going way more gruesome with this. It's just someone who um, strips people's skin off and mm-hmm. then wears it as a skin suit so they can masquerade as that person mm-hmm. and then kill people. And then kill their friends, and then take their skin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, in the movie, what this ends up actually being is it's like it's not like fucking like creepy looking. They just do like a like a discretion shot, and then they just have the person, the the actual actor who is supposedly just killed, like walk out of a room and be like, "All right, where's my next target?" or something like that. So, you, so you don't have to be, you don't have to have literal skin suits because that's weird as hell. Mm-hmm. But no, I think we should, though. See, yeah, I'm going to build on <laughs> Cheats's idea here, and it's going to be a stripper, but the clothes that she strips off on stage are other people's skin. Because <laughs> her audience... So she's now, already naked well, when well, the show starts. Is it, I yeah, mean, is so, it very odd? Well, may, maybe she just comes out like she's always wearing like some kind of leather. No, she's wearing and, like a flesh bra and panties, oof. and then takes off the flesh. She strips. I, I'm now going to build on this what Stephen just did, except it's going to be a sleepaway camp type reveal. Like that's only going to happen at the end, and she's going to strip, and it's going to be just a huge dog. Okay. Because in the '80s, people were in, were apparently afraid of dogs. They were they were very scandalized when a dick made an appearance. Just in any in any situation, which you know, I probably would be if I'm just walking around in normal life, going to strip clubs, and then there's just all a, of a sudden there's a dong the in stripper takes off all of her skin, and it's just a, a dude with a huge cock. Well, if they show that cock, they they're they're out of it. <laughs> unless unless they tip a lot, the stripper has okay. to tip the crowd. <laughs> I mean, that's the climax, though. Just move on to another strip club. Yeah, I mean. How many times can you strip your skin off at a strip club and then still just work there? Well, she's not stripping her skin off. She's stripping other people's skin off. She's made, she's fashioned a bra and panties out of other people's skin. That's it. Every time somebody asks her for a private dance, she steals their skin. Exactly. There you go. I like it. (laughs) 
I can't wait till we actually have to watch this for the podcast. <laughs> no! What if we watch watch this for the podcast? It's the, actually the plot we just made up. It'd be amazing. <laughs> but you know it won't, it won't be. be. Our no. plot's going to be way better. <laughs> I mean, the plot we just made up is plainly a watchable movie. And I know this one's not going to be. <laughs> D-Hart, you have anything to add to this plot? Everyone's naked. <laughs> I mean, it's in the 80s. The whole crowd, all of the strip club is naked. The bouncers are naked. There's skins flying everywhere. <laughs> so it's kind of like society. Yes. I guess that could be the uh, that the could big, be part of the climax. Yeah. She takes off her skin, and they're all like, "Guess what?" It's like, "Yeah, we're all naked too." <laughs> I feel like it would be kind of unclimactic though to see a huge dong. If we're just seeing dongs the entire movie anyway. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it has to be the ending. Like, well, everyone gets naked. Wait, Steven. What if all the other dongs are regular size? Dongs? Okay. They're normal size, yeah. At, well, at least in comparison to this this massive one. <laughs> it's it's massive because she's actually an alien. It's some sort of, like, tentacle she whoa, uses. Whoa, whoa. The dong in Sleepaway <laughs> Camp. Was that one particularly... I guess it was big for a child. I don't remember. <laughs> right? I remember what you're talking about. I, yeah. <laughs> I remember it being visible, which being, seems impossible for an 11-year-old. Well, this was a weird question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you're right, though. It is perfectly in keeping with the fucking... One of the unbelievable goddamn movies we watched today, which apparently none of us had seen. Uh, I'd seen parts of it. Steven, you had seen yeah. it. <laughs> I've never seen it all the way through. Well, everyone's seen parts of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was a movie that would come on, like, regularly on Cinemax. Yeah. Regularly. I mean, th- this is exactly Cinemax. Like, this was made to eventually go on to Cinemax, I'm pretty sure. While going no further, welcome to Motion Picture Meltdown. I'm one of your hosts, Steven the Rose Rosenberg. Phil the Kill Collins. Cheats the Streets McGee. And Hart. And Phil, you have picked a couple of... Paul Verhoeven movies for us to do today. That's right, motherfuckers. And I guess you can probably guess at this point which ones I picked. <laughs> probably you can't, though, because <laughs> one of them we've already done. A jump back into your MPM Classics segment. All right, guys. Yes, that's right. Another edition of Motion Picture Meltdown Classics. I have to bring these back because there's no way in hell we're bringing back the episodes. They're fucking terrible. Like... <laughs> I remember them like not being very good, but listen, going back and listening to them again, even a little snippet of them, it's just, it's terrible. But I'll let you be the judge of that. We'll go ahead and... They, they were all bad. Go, let's, yeah. let's go to the tape. I'm sure they were all, all bad. Space Japanese is still funny. Anyways. Besides the uh, co-ed showers, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think my favorite part of this movie... <laughs> My favorite part of this movie is just um, a couple of the fighting scenes. Namely, though, I think my favorite one is the one where uh, Rico is fighting that giant, crazy flamethrower. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot this huge hole in its back and throw a grenade in there. That was pretty much my favorite action part. I mean, like I said, the tits part. Pretty good. <laughs> what I mostly liked about the movie was just they all, like, I don't know if they were aiming for it to be humorous, but it oh, has yeah. an extreme amount of dark humor mm-hmm. with... Maybe I'm a bit morbid, but just the deaths are so ridiculous that you have to oh, you have to point and laugh, and you're like, "That's completely unbelievable." And then, of course, the whole snippets of Galaxy News of "Would you yeah. like to know more?" Just an entire society based on fucking people shit up wow. the entire time. 
basically there's this bug that we've just been talking about that has this thing that sucks out your brain and it uses that brain pudding to somehow get smarter. <laughs> you can't gain knowledge by eating the brains yeah. of something. Like, like, oh, I know the location of these missiles now because I'm just eating this guy's <laughs> yeah, brain. Like, That's probably the biggest name like, in the movie. The brain bug just magically gets smarter, but who cares? This movie is fucking badass. It's, yeah, it's just balls yeah. to the wall. Another neat thing about the first movie is the fact that Neil Patrick Harris is, is in it. Dina or Dinah Meyer is crazy fucking hot in this movie. Whenever I first watched it as a younger person, definitely, I thought Denise, Denise Richards, Richards was the yeah. hottest one, but definitely not. Not now. Yeah. She just seems like a stupid bitch in this movie. <laughs> well, that's pretty much yeah. what she is. She's like, hey, I'm breaking up with you. Yeah. Happy birthday. Text message. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's it. That was the most we had to contribute about <laughs> Starship Troopers. <laughs> Not really. Like, this is kind of sad, but this is kind of a first for me because Cheats and Philip got to do this movie and I never got to podcast this. So this is a first time podcast for me. Yeah, I guess that's true. And you just re- now we're just replacing a bunch of assholes with me, so with an even bigger asshole. Yeah, pretty much one one <laughs> and me, Andy Hart, one a slightly less big asshole. <laughs> one by their thing. assholes combined, <laughs> you are Voltron, asshole. So anyhow, uh, we're doing Starship Troopers and Showgirls. Which I don't know if we said showgirls or not. But do we want to go in chronological order for this, or do we want to do showgirls last? I think we should do showgirls first. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot to unpack with showgirls. The way I like to think about it is that Starship Troopers was the apology for the existence of showgirls. <laughs> it's like you know what, my bad. Here's a badass movie with everything you could possibly want in it. Including a regular amount of tits for an actual regular movie. That's not porn. So, anywho. Dehart, why don't you tell us about Showgirls? Okay, from 1995. Uh, Nomi, a young drifter, arrives in Las Vegas to become a dancer and soon sets about <laughs> clawing and pushing her away. Pushing. <laughs> <laughs> to become the top of the Vegas Showgirls. Unbelievable that someone would put a <laughs> pushing. Yeah. Why would they put that in the description? Well, you know, she I literally guess... is clawing and pushing her way, I guess, but Jesus Christ. We don't see any clawing, we see some spin kicks, and we do see that pushing. <laughs> I bet someone gets clawed in here somewhere. So the movie starts out with Nomi, who is played by Elizabeth Berkeley, by the way, because no one else would do this role. <laughs> no one. Does it seem like maybe they were trying to say Naomi? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, because I'm pretty sure Nomi's not a fucking name. I don't know what they were going for. I mean, it, nobody in the movie actually says Naomi. They all say Nomi. Everything online says it's Nomi. I, I guess I guess they just couldn't... It's not a real name because it's not her real name. Well, yeah. <laughs> but It's just something that she made up. She just spent so much time yelling, You don't know me! <laughs> to people. And then now she just shortened it to... So she's hitchhiking to start off, and she gets in the truck with this dude, and, you know, he's creepy at first, and is just like, you could move a little closer to me if you want, and she just, like, looks at him, like, shitty, and then he goes, so what's your name? And then she pulls the knife on him. Right. I feel like that's out of order. (laughs) (laughs) He should have asked her name first, probably. It was his fault, probably, actually. But I just feel like she pulled out the knife at the wrong time. I feel like, like you can move a little closer if you want. Ah, that's fine. What's your name? I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, like, 
I feel like normal people like use their words. She could have just said like that she wasn't moving closer. Or she could just look at him or something of like, or whenever he says, so what's your name? She could have just like, I'm not giving that to you. I just want to get to Vegas. But no, there's so many instances in the movie where she communicates by pulling a switchblade and also just fucking screaming. She flies off the <laughs> handle just... no matter what you say to her. She's flying off the handle to the one nice person she meets in Las Vegas. Immediately after they meet. <laughs> Immediately after she bought her some food. And it's... wastes that food. She fucking wastes it. She's throwing fries all over the place, squirting ketchup in the fucking air. I mean, nobody paid for that. I mean, they, she didn't pay for the ketchup. But <laughs> no, but <laughs> the I'm fries saying. though, yeah. She, and well, and also it's like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Yeah, I get that you just lost your luggage to some fucking guy you definitely shouldn't have trusted. But that's the brakes of hitchhiking. Like, I'm sorry, them's the brakes. That's victim blaming. Yeah, <laughs> you're lucky that you just got your luggage stolen. <laughs> it could, you could be. I want to talk about that for a second, because you said that's victim-blaming. It is universally known that it is unsafe to hitchhike. It is universally known. It still is victim-blaming. You definitely still shouldn't murder someone just because they're hitchhiking. Like, that's not a license to murder. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that she should at least expect to get her stuff stolen. Like, at least suspect that her stuff could get stolen. This could have been called stripped to kill. How? And she could have died right here. How could she be such a sucker? And have been living on the streets previous to this. Yeah, I don't Dude, know. she is the worst character. Not only is it just fucking repugnant to follow her through this entire movie. It's like, she's been living on the streets. She's supposed to be streetwise. Gets hustled immediately. She's a really good ga- dancer. No, she's fucking awful. <laughs> like, I've seen... I'd like to see you dance like that, Cheese. <laughs> I can dance like that. <laughs> I can't actually. Steven is gonna do a strip tease right now. You want me to just fucking? (laughs) Who are these Las Vegas shows for? All the people that go to Las Vegas. I don't know, dude. I've never been to Las Vegas. I've never gambled, and I've never been to a strip club. So not for me. I the shows that we see are fucking terrible. Yeah, I couldn't imagine spending money or even getting comped this thing. Hey, there's a showgirls thing. This is a fucking terrible show. Dude, it's a thing. <laughs> like, the entire point of it, it is totally a thing. Steven's right. And the entire fucking point of it is just, you are fatigued from drinking and gambling. Go watch some tits for a little while. That's all. There are specifically, like, famous musicians that have basically given up their, like, world tour careers to go and just do Vegas. Because Vegas, you're basically promised a packed house no matter where you are every night. That's different. I can understand. That's an actual show, though. That, yeah, that's a, that's the, hey, you're a, you are a draw already. You're Celine They're Dion. They're coming for you. They're coming for Britney Spears or Celine Dion because they have like shitload of hits and like, hey, you're gonna get all these hits in an hour, and then we're gonna be fucking done. And we're gonna bring in another group. Yeah, but <laughs> that sounds appealing. Seeing tits from seven miles away, like this is a giant stage. Most of these seats suck <laughs> for seeing boobs. I mean. <laughs> The whole point, the reason strip clubs are like bars size is because if you can't see the boobs up close, then you might as well be looking at them on the fucking internet or on the TV. <laughs> I agree with D-Hart. These shows are bullshit. But again, it's like just some place to take a nap between gambling, I guess. I'm not arguing that they're bullshit. I'm just arguing that like people do, pa- like these are sold out shows basically every night in Vegas because there's so many people there. Again, I feel like the sold out thing is just D-Hart's. Point. I, they're I think probably they're all comped. A, they're giving away these tickets. No <laughs> yeah. one would pay to see this. 
Well, definitely no one would pay to see Showgirls the movie. That's for sure. <laughs> what about Showgirls the Broadway show? To be honest, that sounds like it might no. be a fucking crazy hit. Because there's like a ton of like dancing and stuff built into the plot. Even though that's garbage dancing, they could make it good. And we're in the, the era of taking terrible things and recycling them to make something nostalgic. Right. <laughs> we are definitely in the era of doing that right now. I don't think any person is nostalgic about this movie, though. I never watched it when it was out because I was like, again, we've discussed this on the show, but let's just let's circle back to it. Most of us born in the era where you could just get titties on the internet real easy. So there was no need for showgirls. <laughs> For, for us. I think the thing that... By the time we would have been interested in a movie that's just purely for seeing titties and vaginas, we didn't need it anymore. I think the selling point at the at that time would have been people that were growing up with the TV show that she was famous from. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, I've had a crush on her since I was 12. And now yeah, I am not 12. <laughs> and Steven said like 19 people turned down the, the part. Probably not famous TV stars. I'm assuming. This was Elizabeth Berkley from Saved by the Bell fame. But um, uh, the people that turned down the role, they actually auditioned and thought that the the uh, audition was, like, horrible. Were Pamela Anderson, Angelina Jolie, Vanessa Marcel, Denise Richards, and Charlize Theron. I'd say only two of those could pull this off. I'm <laughs> really surprised Denise Richards even auditioned for Starship Troopers after having auditioned for Showgirls first and then seeing the result. <laughs> I would have been like, well, thank fuck I didn't go and do that movie. My career would have been fucking over. Well, Not that hers you, noticed, wasn't. you may have noticed that she stayed out of the shower. <laughs> yeah, I did, Starship Troopers. I did notice. <laughs> Which didn't really make sense if she was worried about being nude on film, because I'm pretty sure she's like nude all over the place in, uh, in uh, Wild Things. It probably, Isn't that like four years after this, though? It may have been. I don't remember. Well, regardless, <laughs> n- nothing is as gratuitous as showgirls showgirls takes it to a whole nother fucking planet it really does it's titty planet is where this takes place okay so uh she's helped out by a girl named molly who lets her move in with her besides her being an obvious psycho day one (laughs) yeah i don't get i don't at all get their dynamic flash forward six weeks and uh she's working at the strip club uh molly brings her into her work so she can see the showgirls production go on and she's like a seamstress for yeah. all the showgirls outfits i i kept not having ever seen this movie i kept expecting molly to be in love with Numi or whatever the fuck nomi nomi i kept expecting it's like the only reason you would be like oh yeah you can move in with me is if you wanted to fuck her you know what i mean like it's she's obviously crazy as hell like the first <laughs> thing she did was beat the fuck out of her car <laughs> and beat the fuck out of her french fries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and beat the fuck out of her legs. <laughs> yeah, I think this is just one of those unexplained nice people. Because, as, especially in movies, well, and really in real life, no good deed goes unpunished. This is only, <laughs> this is only leading to tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> and it does. <laughs> she, never, she didn't take the hint the first 19 times she had a fucking mental breakdown directly in her presence. Yeah. Well, it's going to come back. Unfortunately. And of, co- and of course the strip club is one of the grossest places ever. There's a couple nice people in it, but most of the owner is like a gross scumbag. Yeah, uh, but I like the guy. I can't think of his name. He's just one of those guys that you recognize. And he's got that grizzled fucking well, face. Y- Robert Davi. You know him from Goonies. 
He oh, was, yeah. <laughs> he was one of the Fratellis. He's, he's also... Uh, he's yeah. like the Fratelli, really. I mean, he's. I think he had most of the lines, and besides Throw Mom from the Train. He's also in the later Maniac Cop movies. Yes. He, I mean, he's clearly a character actor. Yeah, he's got that look. That look <laughs> in the voice, you know? Yeah. He's a scumbag. He's <laughs> just... <laughs> Not in real life. Alleged scumbag. I'm when sorry. We, when we were going through uh, the 2B queue that we started, um, he fucking popped up as one of the actors. Like, he was like the, the screenshot for one of the movies that we that we popped up. It might have been Maniac Cop 3, honestly. But, because I added that. But he's also in Die Hard. He's uh, a yeah. FBI agent that that tries to take over the uh, the whole situation in Die Hard. From now on, when you're picking out a movie, are you just going to say to yourself, Tubi or not Tubi? Yes. <laughs> First pun of the show. Suck it, everyone else. <laughs> she auditions and gets into um, the big show on, on, on the Vegas Strip. But well, when she's just there visiting, she draws the attention of the star of the show, Yes. You mean White Eva Mendes. Yeah, I don't know who this is. <laughs> she looks dead up exactly like Eva Mendes, but white. In fact, so much that Brandy, like, we were showing her just the pool scene from this movie. And right before that that woman is on screen, and she's just like, is that fucking Eva Mendes? Like, that, I was my first guess, too. Is when she came up on the screen, I was like, that's Eva Mendes. I didn't know she was in this. Why were you looking for the... We, I needed to show Ethan and, and Brandy the pool scene. Yeah, is where it's like, okay, here's your motivation. You're fucking in a pool. You become a fish. Flip <laughs> like, flop, flip flop. <laughs> we'll get to. It. There's more to be said about that. Yeah. But yes, she draws the attention of uh, Crystal, this woman, and there's kind of a bit of cattiness back and forth there. And she's like, go fuck yourself, and she leaves and goes back to stripping. Yeah, well, the- I mean, she's like. She is coming onto her super hard, and at the same time being antagonistic, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's her whole like. That's I mean, from what we find out, that's like her whole personality is like, I'll be nice to you, but in an incredibly bitchy and mean way. It's like your nails look great, or bitchy in like a nice way. It's almost like you're. It's a crack one or whore. the other, <laughs> <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> bitchy in a nice way, or yeah, nice because in a bitchy you know way. she'll be she'll be complimenting. And say something backhanded. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as she's saying it... Nicety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's nicety. This would, this is like Mean Girls 4. It's like, it like just constant fucking passive-aggressive bitchiness. She hunts her down at the Cheetah, where she strips. White Eva Mendez hunts her down at, at the... At, hunts Numi down. Numi. And she watches, she's watching her strip, and and then she's like... Paying for five hundred dollars worth of a lap dance for her boyfriend or whatever he is the, that the she dude can watch during. He also run. Yeah. Normally she, this is against the rules, but yeah. for some reason, <laughs> no girls allowed. What the fuck? Why? It's like I feel like I would want that. Yeah, if I was a stripper, I'd be like as many girls as possible because at least they're not gonna fucking jizz all over me while I'm trying to dance. <laughs> it must be weird not to be comfortable. <laughs> someone to come on you. It must be weird. This lap dance just goes to 11. This oh, is, This yeah. is like the most insane lap dance. No. It simply stops being a lap dance and starts being fucking. Fucking through clothes. <laughs> yeah, it's dry fucking. But I mean, he comes. <laughs> yeah. 
It's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> am I wrong here? Are we going to split hairs? Her life was in her hands, man. One of the things I really dislike about this movie is it made me dislike uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. I know. Like, oh, man. God damn it. <laughs> He's great in most of And also, D-Hart's favorite... She-Hart. D-Hart's favorite movie, Dune, obviously. That's not my favorite, but it, it, <laughs> it is, you know, it's good. <laughs> oh, and you're a big fan of Twin Peaks, too. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're Dune's champion, though. Like... He's, you write uh, out for Dune more than anybody. Normally, I'm, I'm saying that he he's a paragon of virtue, yes, <laughs> which he is not here. <laughs> no. Weirdly, the thing I know him most from is How I Met Your Mother, where he plays just like somebody's somebody's husband, and he's just a murderous captain. <laughs> what? He's just the captain of a boat, and he's just referred to as the captain. That's his only name in the show. He doesn't actually kill anyone, but he does have crazy like. He does seem to be a murderer all the time. Well, anyways. Just because we hadn't actually said it out loud yet, I will point out that, like, we mentioned, like, her roommate, uh, Molly, is, like, really nice, and, of course, this is Go Unpunished, but every person in the movie except, like, Molly is, like, good. Like, period. There's no getting around it. And then there's this, like, older, larger lady who does a bunch of, like, comedy gags at the strip club, basically. Uh, is she a lady? Yeah. Or is she a drag queen? She's a lady. Okay. Yeah. Um, She's a lady. She, yes, of course, the Tom Jones, because Vegas. Yeah, I like she, this. <laughs> she's nice, but, like, there's still some, like, shades of gray there, because, like, she tolerates all, like, the scumbag owner's antics. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, every single person in this movie is fucking terrible. They are awful fucking people. Everybody. No, not the, uh, not the dance instructor. Borderline. Because we don't know, <laughs> we don't know that he wrote this song for her. He was definitely trying to fuck her, and then he no, uses that he, song. He to... means he means the gay. Oh no no no, not him. He's a oh. with the orange hair. Okay, which by the way, <laughs> that guy is literally just a dance instructor in movies. That is the only fucking role he has ever had is maybe, dance instructor. Maybe he's just a dance instructor. <laughs> I, he must be. I, honestly, if he's not, what the fuck? Like, it was the it was the part he was born to play, or he did it once and he was so fucking good that they're like, we'll just hire him if anyone ever needs one he's a dance instructor in curb your enthusiasm he's a dancer instructor in like seriously 30 things and that's all he ever is he usually doesn't have orange hair though <laughs> now, now that we're done with the the lap dance and the coming we can move on to the uh the going <laughs> and the yeah. uh she gets this uh, audition to to dance for the showgirls and she shows up with about 12 other women and they're kind of being selected one by one to leave because they're either not good enough or they need to lose weight or the, they're fucking there was one girl who had come she had come in and they, he said that her face was wrong so she got plastic surgery and then she was like come, come back when you get your nose done or whatever i don't yeah. remember exactly what he said her nose was fucked up before and now her ears are too big and go get those fixed now too and it's like okay you need to die first of all mr mr rules and also, there's one girl who gets cut for knowing too many kinds of dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, what what are you trained in? And it's like, oh, I've been to this class, this class, this class. Well, get out of here. This ain't a class. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? You're just fucking... She's obviously has too much self-esteem is what it is. You know she'll never last. You get down to the last three, and of course the final test is how do your tits look? Of course. <laughs> yeah. And it turns Which out Which I guess is good. important. Actually, the final <laughs> test is... Will you put these ice cubes on your tits in front of me? Well, they have to be hard during the show. That's a toke over the line, apparently. <laughs> like, to me, it's like, wh- what? 
She gets mad about everything, even when it's like, you've already got your tits out. What's the fucking difference now? Yeah, I don't understand why she gets mad about this. It's like, no, uh, you, you, you were mad when you had to get your tits out, but then you did it. But now you're mad because he, he wants you to have hard nipples for the audition, which you would need to have during the during show. The show. Like, this is what being a stripper is. I'm sorry. It's actually worse than being a stripper. Because you're te- typically you're treated better in a showgirl situation than you are in a stripper joint situation. It's essentially like, you need to be able to do this to to be in the show. Your boobs have to look like this to be in the show. Like, I mean... And why are you getting mad about this? Yeah. <laughs> Because they, they show later on, like, they ice up their nipples so that they're hard during the show. Right. Not that you would need to do that. It would be fucking freezing if you were basically naked. I guess they are dancing around pretty hard. I though. guess it's just subjected to the nipple. <laughs> subjected to the nipple. <laughs> but yeah, you what you were just saying, like, you would think that, like, being in, like, a showgirl, like, show like this, you might be treated better. But I don't know. It doesn't seem like it in this movie at all. Like, it seems like it's just way worse. Well, it's certainly cattier, seemingly. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, the, just, the, the stakes are just simply higher, so everyone in charge is just even more of a piece of shit. Watching this scene what, where they were auditioning for the... What the fuck was it called? The, the goddess? Yeah, the goddess. The goddess, the goddess. Yeah, goddess, yeah. Watching this scene gave me the ultimate fucking heebie-jeebies because I'm just like, oh my god, there was a real-life version of this when Paul Verhoeven was auditioning the people for these. Like, there had to be. Because, I mean, just like this show, in order for him to know if they're going to be good in the movie, he has to see their tits. Not He wouldn't necessarily have to be there for the casting. Wouldn't he be there, though? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he wouldn't necessarily. Yeah. Like casting directors. I'm going to make a movie where the whole movie is nothing but titties, but I'm not going to bother going to where they get those titties out for the audition. No need for that. Do you think that Paul Verhoeven was also yelling, Thrust! 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 Probably. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of like stories of him being especially difficult to work with. Oh my god. Like, uh, Rutger Hauer was in his first two movies, and, uh, the first one, I can see, it, it's kind of more related to this than it is to the other ones, <laughs> the sci-fi movies that we know him for, where, uh, it's just like, a the serious drama with a lot of nudity and filth in it, like, uh, I think Rutger Hauer's jacking off at the beginning of it, and, uh, Oh, good. And, uh, I think he picks up a turd <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Cool. Oh, what? With his hand. <laughs> so it's just showgirls meets uh, pink flamingos. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was what he was doing in the Netherlands. <laughs> what the fucking fuck? This what? does not make me want to watch any more of his movies. But that wasn't the one he quit on. Or the, the one he decided not to work with him on. It was like a big fantasy epic. That was immediately after that. It's getting harder and harder. <laughs> I never should have watched showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't any director just make good movies and also not be a human garbage piece of trash? Hey, Spielberg, man. Yeah, but you're in a sometimes, few years we're going to find out he raped 90 people. And <laughs> Sometimes being difficult to work with is a good thing. Like, uh, no, everybody hated him on RoboCop. But RoboCop turned out great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, typically whenever you make I, everyone suffer, you end up with some any, really great movies. There wasn't movies. anything pervy in RoboCop. I think if you're trying to be in that pervy headspace... I think that's just what you are. <laughs> you <know? laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm a perv today because I'm making the perv movie. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I'm not saying like he's necessarily, well, 
I don't know how you could make showgirls and not be a fucking perv. Like, that's just a fact. <laughs> right. Even, like, the, the writer for Showgirls, like, in retrospect, is deeply ashamed of having made this movie. He's like, the fucking rape scene, God, that was a fucking mistake. Just an utter fucking mistake. I'm pretty sure everyone involved in this movie regretted it. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's, let's talk about why. So, she gets into the show, and it's immediately apparent that why Ava Mendez was the one who, like, got her in, like, to the audition, and then, like, put in a good word, like, after the audition to make sure she, like, because she fucking storms out right two seconds before the audition is finished because she won't put ice cubes on her nipples. It's like, well, that's just a little too far. I won't do it. So she runs away, just like she does in every single scene, throwing everything she can find in, on her way out, and uh, gets a call back and says, you know, you're in, clearly, again, just so that uh, fucking Crystal can torture her some more. Right away, she's in the show for... Like, she's been training for, like, 30 minutes, and they're like, you're in the show now. It's like, nobody is a good enough dancer. Like, this would be fucking dangerous as fuck. Because there is just too many people running way too fast out there to just be, like, in, like, too many lifts and shit. It's like, no one could just jump into a fucking role like this. It's like, it's not like joining a band that you kind of know the music for and then just, like, going on the road with them the next day. It's, this is totally fucking different. This is, like, literal danger involved. There's a scene in the fucking Goddess show that involves motorcycles. <laughs> See, was that the same show? I thought it was. I don't know. It's all I Goddess, I thought. I don't know what's going on. What is this show? <laughs> Dude, it's it's literally just I thought the goddess boobs thing was throughout the, the ages. I thought the Goddess thing was, like, the... Where she, like, the, emerges from the seashell. Well, and, no, she emerges from the exploding, exploding uh, volcano. Exploding volcano, yeah. Yeah, but that was just the intro of the show. I don't. I, don't I, I think. I think all of that was the show because literally they were like, "Change outfits, get your fucking ass back out there, run up the stairs, yeah. run back down the stairs." Sorry, fall I, down the I'm stairs. Far too uncultured to know about what goes on. In the yeah, those shows are like an hour long, usually something like that. It's literally titties throughout the ages. I mean, that, that's as long as it could possibly be, given how little con content there is. It's literally spin, run, kick your leg, jump. Spin, run back off the stage. You forgot jiggle your titties. Well, it, your titties are out this whole time, so the jiggle your titties. Is going is, to happen. Yeah, there's no way to have them not jiggle. <laughs> but they are they are stopping to specifically jiggle them as well. I think is what Steven's saying. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the specific titty jiggle. Oh, uh, one girl was eliminated during the uh, tryout for having tits that were too big. It's like, what are these watermelons? This ain't no patch. Get out of here. I mean. Again, that is way more justified than the girl who got eliminated for being too talented at her yeah. at, at, at dancing. Like, you might think that some of these one-liners that D-Hart's throwing out there are for our comedy, but these, these are actual lines from the movie. This movie is chock-filled with fucking one-liners. It's a metric overload of, of terrible one-liners. I was just fucking dying when I was watching this movie. Like, when she's at the strip club and that guy just looks at her and goes, I want to see your whole ass. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like... Ugh. It's like, I think you're saying that incorrectly. Are you dyslexic? Do you want to see my asshole? <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it Sean Moriarty who wanted us to watch this at one point? No, I don't think so. Actually, just to, to fully lay the blame at D-Hart's feet... What? During a podcast, which I heard recently, and then D-Hart got a sneaky pick as a result... 
DR was like, let's do a Verhoeven podcast and we'll do Starship Troopers and Showgirls. But then me and Steven were like, no, 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 no. We already did Starship Troopers. We can't do it again. And then I was like, of course we can do it again. One, it's, the episode's not even around anymore. And two, it sucked. <laughs> okay, I didn't know. No, I, I know <laughs> that you say that. I know that you didn't know. But my point is, like, that was the whole, like, I just assumed, like, I assume D-Hart's seen every movie pretty much usually. And I just figured if D-Hart says, let's do Showgirls, <laughs> let's do Showgirls and Starship Troopers, that must be a good team up. Obviously, it would have been better off if we watched the one where Rucker Howard jerked off. But that's, that's, you know. I don't think I would rather watch that than this, though. I definitely would. I would rather see Rucker Howard jerk off for two straight hours than watch somebody get raped. This is the I longest fucking movie. Oh, well, yeah, but. What do you, yeah, and that's in this movie. That's in every movie almost, though. I bet there was rape in the Rutger Hauer movie. There probably was, but this is pretty fucking gratuitous. Like, it is, it three is. Three dudes holding the girl down, punching her in the fucking face, screaming fucker, fucker repeatedly, and it's just all on film. Insanely graphic. It's an insane. It's, and it's. Uh, we won't get into it any further than that. Like, we'll talk, we'll mention that it comes up later, but it's basically like the horrible cherry on top of the shit Sunday. It's awful. But there's no redeeming factor about that. That scene should never have been in this movie, no. period. It doesn't really make sense if you think about it. No, it doesn't fit with the movie at all. It, it was just thrown in. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to that, but, you know, yeah, there's some stuff to talk about. Let's get to the pool scene. Okay, so she's in the show for a while. A few things happen. She starts to trust uh, Kyle McLaughlin's character more because he stands up to her pretendingly. Her old boss comes and tells her how weird it is that she's not getting cummed on anymore. So that scene kind of (laughs) was weird to me. Like, I can understand the burlesque comedy lady who has the pop-out tits. By the way, we didn't mention her dress has this fucking amazing gimmick where it's mechanical and she just squeezes the edges of it and her tits pop out and it goes... (laughs) like that's better than anything in this movie by a lot i mean yeah it is you know (laughs) i was gonna say like well there are a lot of titties in this movie and they're really great titties but it's like i don't even enjoy them because it's so gross it loses its effect yeah there's no more shock value once you've seen elizabeth berkeley's badge like four times you know (laughs) it's as appealing to me as as if there was a ton of titties in the movie Society. It's like, it's so gross, I don't even care that there's titties. Like, Yeah, this is like a full frontal, like, seeing the vagina grinding a stripping pole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, full... This, uh, Showgirls has a, has a NC-17 rating. Oh, yeah. And as far as I know, I think it's still the only movie to ha- be, like, uh, widely distributed to, like, regular theaters. That still has an NC-17. Well, when you go out on a ledge like that, and then it fails, <laughs> well, uh, they're not too eager to... It's like, oh, maybe let's not... Let's just cut it down to R. That rating <laughs> wasn't invented in 1995. Like, the reason that they use it as, like, a a censorship, like, whip, like, the MPA is like, you, we're gonna give you that NC-17. It's like, because it's a fucking death sentence for your movie. Like, that means no one's gonna see it. Is what that means. Well, when Scream came out, it was in C-17, too, and that was a pretty big hit. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. Scream was released as NC-17 in theaters. Well, I would definitely want some... uh, Why? want you to back that up. 
Yeah, I don't. I I can't imagine why that. Maybe would be because the intestines hanging or something. I don't know. Arbitrary reasons is yeah. the only reason possible. Because I've seen intestines in a million movies. I've seen everything I've seen in Scream ten times worse in something else. Really, except for fucking Shaggy overacting his ass off. That's the worst I've seen of that. Well, obviously you've never seen Scooby Doo. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> she does this like boat show, and the guy, one of the producers of Goddess, is there with her and tries to get her to go back to his house and fuck him. And she's like, "I'm not. I don't fuck for money." And like anymore. <laughs> D hard spoilers. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> no one's gonna watch this. No, I, I, uh, I, <laughs> I implore you, listeners, please don't watch this movie. If you want to see titties, there's plenty of titties on the internet. You plenty. can see the titties from this movie. Oh just yeah, with a careful Google search. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenties. So, um, Kyle McLaughlin's character chews out the producer guy, pretendingly. Immediately calls him back after she leaves, and is like, "Dude, I was kidding, obviously." Um, and so, um, she's now trusts him and, uh, they go back to his place and they fish fuck in the pool after pouring champagne all over each other. This is so fucking absurd. This entire scene is absolutely absurd. Do you know what this is? It's the song fish fight fuck, but all in one thing. They're doing all of <laughs> their fish fighting and fucking simultaneously. Yeah. I, I, so I would like to lay this out so you know my reaction because Steven watched this movie before the rest of us did and he just he yeah, in our group what chat the fuck he, was just, that? Yeah, dude. he just says <laughs> the the pool sex scene might be one of the funniest things I've ever seen and I was just like okay so I get to the scene here and so she's gone back to his mansion she's she's going to have sex with him cuz she's trying to you know work her way up into basically having crystal spot they go out to the pool. He has champagne. They start kissing. He just pours two useless cups of champagne because he would just lose it in the pool. He yeah. pours an entire bottle out on her head, <laughs> and then like so they you know and titties dudes, and titties of course. <laughs> There's always titties. It's implied in this. movie. No, I mean he pours it on the titties. <laughs> From now on, if we're talking about this movie, just assume there's titties on screen. It's true. Yeah. Just flat out. So, like, they float over to, like, kind of underneath this waterfall because there's, like, this dolphin statue. And then, so, like, she she starts, like, riding him, like, really, like, really hard. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, this is really silly. but they, And then she leans completely back and he's holding on to her hips. And she's just fucking flopping around. <laughs> just... Super hard while her head is in the waterfall, <laughs> so she's just being fucked and waterboarded. <laughs> Fuckboarded. So you see the, the the dolphin with the with the fountain it represents the the ejaculation <laughs> oh, yes. onto her face, <laughs> directly onto her body and all over Dude, her titties. Two things. <laughs> if, to give our listeners an idea of something to compare this to, go watch The Exorcist and. The part where Reagan's just being completely obliterated, flopped around on the bed when she breaks her fucking back. Linda Blair, like, hurts her back or whatever. Like, that is a good representation of how this scene looks. And number two, I don't think I've ever seen a more horrified look than this dude's face while she's <laughs> fucking him. Like, he's like... <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin completely broke character and was like, what the fuck is she doing? Yeah, he no-sells the shit out of this. Like, he's just, he's just like... He's freaked out. He's uh, like, 
you're what? Well, is this how you fuck really? If you if, <laughs> if you remember, you know that he, the scene ended and he's like, so we're going with that. <laughs> that that's what we're going. With? Oh, it was beautiful. Everybody, cut. We are doing no more takes. This is perfect. If you remember at the beginning of the scene, uh, she was talking about the lap dance the night before. It's like. I liked it when you came. I liked your eyes. I like your yeah. eyes. And, like, and, you're, and you got to see a lot of his eyes because they were like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. she Literally, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a pretty okay, we, we should baffling sex scene. Fast forward a little bit. Yeah, to, we need uh, to get move she, along here. She uh, was up for understudy, became understudy, and then lost that. Within, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. And then, like, at the very next show, the main star just happens to slip. Well, well, actually, there's also another woman who uh, sabotaged somebody out on the uh, dance floor. Yeah, creating a precedent for sabotage. Yeah. And uh, she backed her up. It's like, oh, she was nowhere near her. She just fell. Well, I mean, she plainly saw her see her throw the little, yeah, like, I know. like I'm, things on the thing. She's there's like, a, like I know, you can't wrap me up. You know, I, I know, you and I know you know. <laughs> And now we're we're murder sisters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she had previously what was it? Her fucking hip was broken. Uh, you, and she, she had a concussion. Some, she broke somebody's knee. Was oh, it, oh, oh, it was the lady. Her, before, you're right. It was her knee. Yeah. Because uh, she threw some beads down because she was cussing Animal at her beads. kids. <laughs> well, they're just sequences. Yeah, <laughs> that scene was actually pretty funny though. Can't you tell those kids to shut the fuck up? Mom, I mean, I agree. What the fuck are they doing back there? There's just titties everywhere. Like, this is a very horrible environment for a child. Like, beyond horrible, really. There's monkeys throwing shit everywhere. It's like, get these kids Monkey out alert! Here. Monkey alert! <laughs> it's bring your daughter to work day, Philip. <laughs> I mean, come on. Bring your daughter and son to work and find out how the titty sausage is made. <laughs> titty sausage. Exactly. They're going back down the stairs. I think it's reasonable to explain that she not only prevented her getting the understudy job, which she had, like, worked really hard to get. By worked really hard, I mean fish fight fucked. But Although she didn't know about the job potential yeah. before the... True. Like, she wasn't she wasn't fucking for the job, but that's but why he was... gave it to her. Yeah. She obviously was like, no, I won't. Um, I won't let you be my understudy. And then was like... Telling the story about how awesome it was, how she sabotaged her while sitting on her dressing table and is like rubbing it in her fucking face. And she's like, well, you know what? I'll just throw you down the fucking stairs. It seems like she should have died because these are like middle grade stairs. Yeah. Like a very tall set of metal grade Basically stairs. like the most painful thing you can imagine falling on. Thing is, when it comes to falling down stairs, it's a total crapshoot, I think, because I, I've I've heard of people falling downstairs and being, like, basically fine, as long as they're not elderly. If you're elderly and you fall down the stairs, you die. That is a fact. Well, I mean, but also, like, most of the time when you fall downstairs like that, you're going to be pretty, pretty injured. Yeah. You're, you're probably going to get some kind of injury. Some I mean, kind but, of fracture. Like, the thing is, like, the, I know that there's a way to fall downstairs, though, because somebody did for this movie. Like, stunt people will know how to fall down a flight of stairs. It's no, just, I'm just saying, I'm saying in real life, like... Yeah, if you get pushed, <laughs> you're probably breaking your damn leg. That's what I'm saying. Like, you see all these movies, specifically, I think recently, I, we, it was like a Marvel movie, maybe like Winter Soldier or something, and you see these motherfuckers, like, take a fucking tumble down, like, four flights of stairs, and then they just get up, and they're fine. I mean, yeah, these are like superhero people. Steven, that's it. It's 
it's the tone. Yeah. It all depends on the points that hit the ground, because there yeah. are points that are more stable than other points. <laughs> I'm just saying, like if it like it was like a normal human, or even like a heavier human, like me or Cheats or somebody, and like fall down these stairs and just immediately just shattered fucking oh, arms and yeah. legs. Also, probably, um, I think if anybody would would be able to instinctively save themselves on a flight of stairs, it would be one of these crazy flipping, dancing, karate judo chopping girls that <laughs> that are literally running as fast as they can for a straight hour every night. And it's like, if anybody's gonna be able to kind of like roll with the punches and catch themselves, it's gonna be one of these girls. But she breaks the living daylights out of this. What is it? Her fucking foot. Her hip. It's her hip. Her leg is like up on a on a thing later though. I couldn't. Rem- uh, whatever. I think she says they fractured. She fractured her ankle as well. Fuck that ankle. Yeah, said hip and ankle. I'm pretty sure. But either way, and she got a concussion. They've bypassed this whole understudy thing, which makes me wonder if she'd even be in the movie. And uh, <laughs> yeah, probably not. She's a new star of the show, and they immediately like they built her up like huge, like this first night like overnight. Yeah. She goes out to this party where there's a rock star, and she invites her friend along. Dude, this guy is the scummiest looking fuck ever. By the yeah, way, this he's rock star guy, straight scumbag. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think, is he a rock star or is he just Vegas famous? I don't know. I, I, it's hard to get a grasp on what is what this world is. Yeah, that's true. I guess we just need to go to Vegas. No. Or no. Every movie I see about <laughs> Vegas makes me want to go there even less. I've heard they have really cool museums. I'd go for that. I hear they have really good five ninety nine lobster buffets. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be extremely high quality. <laughs> no. It would definitely wouldn't give you Giardia. What was it, National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation, where Randy Quaid's like, I'll take some of the blue and some of the red <laughs> when they're at the buffet. They're just slopping the two different colors of slop on his tray. So gross. <laughs> oh, colored slop will be coming up Yeah, let's say on. slop is coming, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Some of that good pink stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking... Pudding meat? I don't know. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> it's the punish meat. This is the part where she brings, Nomi brings her friend. Her friend, she basically knows that she pushed Crystal down the stairs. Yeah. And she bribes her back into having a fucking friendship by inviting her to this fucking party. Yeah, I mean, she was going to invite her anyway because she's like hot for this famous Vegas like smarmy looking rock star man. This is where it all goes wrong and... Uh, what's her roommate's name? Molly. Molly. And this is where Molly is graphically raped by the rock star and his two goons. See, and what I was going to say about this not making sense earlier is she is totally willing for one guy. For, like, the guy that she was there for. Yeah, I don't think it was, like... I mean, I think if this were... If you're, you're, if you're you applying had to, normal human logic to if it. If you though. had to put this in the movie, you would think that he would do whatever... And then he would leave her to these guys, and they would beat the fuck out of her. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that, though. Like, what's going on here is even creepier than that. He's getting off on the fact that she's getting raped in front of him. Like, that's what he wanted to see. Like, the rock star guy. Yeah. He didn't even, he didn't even, I don't think he even raped her, because, I mean, obviously he was complicit. He was, like, holding her down and, like, punching her in the yeah. face. But, like... He didn't want to rape her. He wanted to watch her get raped. Like, that's how and fucked up this guy face. is. Yeah, and whip her ass. There's no part of this scene that... that I don't even want to acknowledge its presence. I mean... Yeah, it's in, it's insanely graphic, and not even the makers of the movie saw luckily, it. Luckily, it's almost over. Yeah, it's really fast. <laughs> yeah. And the reason we have to bring it up, because like I said, it's like you watch this horrible movie, 
and then you get to the end and you're like, oh my god, it's finally over. And it's like they just kick you directly in the fucking face with this one of the most graphic rape scenes that I've ever seen in a movie. And they're just like, oh yeah, by the way, here's this too. It's like, are you shitting me, Paul Verhoeven? Yeah. I've seen other rape scenes that disturbed me more, but only be I think only because I saw those ones first. Yeah, if but- I, like, if I'd seen, the, like, like for instance, uh, Last House on the Left, that rape scene was incredibly uh, disturbing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Me, me, what, the, the newer one or the older one? Or the both, newer one. The newer one, me and Cheats were in the theater. We went and saw that in the movie theater. Yeah, that was... It was one of the... There was, it was a packed house, basically. It was opening night. Yeah, we've that. talked about this before on the podcast, actually. And, you know, it bears repeating. It's like... Most awkward movie experience. Incredibly uncomfortable. Extremely awkward movie experience. Like, Can we just stop putting that in movies? Like, it's bad enough when you imply that someone was raped in a movie. I don't need to literally fucking see it. Jesus Christ. I, I know we've had to have brought it up before, but it's like the one unforgivable crime. Yeah, that I mean, that's... I mean, you can murder somebody and still have, you know, like, it's like, oh, well, he did, did you know, like a revenge kind of thing. It, but They use it as shorthand for vigilantism is warranted here, basically. Like, that's why Death Wish gets away with all the fucking insane, you know, vigilante violence. It's because it's like, nothing, it's unforgivable. I don't think that Dehart said, I don't think you said it was the unforgivable crime. I think you said it was the unjustifiable crime. Six in one hand. But no, yeah, I same. get, what you, I get so, why you yeah. make both. the distinction, yeah, it's though, both. because it's... There's no... It's like being a Nazi. It's just shorthand in a movie. If somebody murders your family, then it's it's natural reflex to just want to murder them. You know what right. I mean? But if somebody murders your family, it's like you're not going to rape them. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like not... That's not that's not a thing. You know what I mean? That's not a... So here's, here's the rape scenes that you should avoid forever. Last House on the Left, Showgirls, and the one from The Sopranos was also incredibly upsetting. Grave. I've not seen that, and I... <laughs> And I will go ahead and not watch it now because I'm just done with this shit. I'm fucking done with it. That was like the one to rule them all. Yeah. Honestly. Well, good. I'm glad I've never seen it. Okay, so she's visiting uh, her friend in the hospital. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin's there, but now They damn near killed her ass. Yeah. Like, I don't... Like, if you're going to beat someone almost to death, fucking beat her to death. Multiple concussions is what they said. Yeah. There's, There's... It's very likely she could have died from this. They don't know. What's his face? Whose name you literally just Kyle said. There you go. Zach is his name in the movie. Yeah, so he, he starts talking to uh, Nomi, and then he lays it out on the table that he knows that... Um, he do know me. She's, yeah, <laughs> that, that she's faking who she is. Uh, which her backstory is basically just that she uh, watched her parents... Uh, Murder-suicide. Yeah. yeah. The way... When he's reading this in the faces she's making and stuff, it's like... He's revealing that she's been a horrible person. That's not it at all. Like she, he's just reading. Like these are the reasons why, like why you have had a incredibly horrible life. It's like she didn't cause her parents to murder suicide. She didn't want to be a hooker. Like she was literally like, well, I don't have any parents now, and I live on the street. I guess I'll be a hooker. How much did you sell your body for? Yeah, fifty, a hundred. You're a better fuck than that. <laughs> I was trying to pay you a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Actual that. <laughs> the movie like ends with her going to this rock star's house and just karate kicking him a bunch of times. Like straight up roundhouse kicking him. She, during no part of this movie did she demonstrate any kind of like fighting training. But right here, she fucking judo karate kicks the dick off of this I would have been happy with her just cutting his throat. 
Yeah, I would have Because she had a knife at her throat. Yeah. If there's one thing that Jean-Claude Van Damme has taught us, it is that when you're a dancer, you can do a hell of a roundhouse kick. <laughs> I'm not saying that she wouldn't be able to. I'm just saying, like, where did she practice roundhouse kicking? Like, I know that she did the roundhouse, like, here's my entire organs while, while stripping, but, <laughs> like, I want to see your asshole. Ass. <laughs> so... She she fucking kicks. I swear to God, I thought she was going to have kicked him to yeah, death. Yeah, I was hoping she would. Because she kicks him so many times. Yeah, me too. He's dead tired as she leaves. I mean, at the very least, he's got brain damage. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 She's made up nice with a uh, with everybody she has done wrong, and then she skips town. The end. Let's move on. <laughs> but how does she skip town? By hitchhiking with the same fucking gun. The beginning of the movie. She's yelling about getting her same shit back. Oh, you know that shit that you stole, like, over a year ago? I want it back. Also, like, what are the odds that this motherfucker picks her up? He does not still have her fucking luggage. He literally picked through it and threw it out the window ten seconds later. Like, that's all that happened. I just mean, what are the odds that this guy picks her, is the one person that picks her up while she's hitchhiking? This is his hunting grounds, dude. He literally just drives between Vegas and the shitty town and just picks people up. This is his whole job, is just robbing hitchhikers. She's going to uh, L.A. afterward. Like, she's moved on from Vegas and is on her way to L.A. at the end. Well, we don't know where she was coming from in the first place. Uh, but true. it doesn't matter. Like, it could have been someplace between L.A. and, where, and, Still and, bullshit. Uh, and Vegas. <laughs> but the point is, what you got to ask yourself is, what happens after this movie? Showgirls 2. No. <laughs> There is a show where <laughs> What there, I mean there is... There is a sequel. I think the only character that's the same is Molly. Unfucking. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't Molly. It was it was Penny. We didn't mention her because she's not important. It's just one... Yeah. She's the one... It also came out in like... 2000 something. Yeah. Like. She's a, a stripper that came into the club and it's like, if you want to be here at the end of the week, you've got to give me a blowjob. <laughs> and after I get you used to the money, you got to swallow. And then she's like... Is he serious? It's like, oh it's my like, god. Yeah, this is a legitimate <laughs> business. <laughs> Please, can we move on? Yes. Let us let us move on. I just want to know, like, she kicked the dude, the rock star dude, basically to death, and then skips town. Yeah. Like, what does she think the result of that's going to be? Nothing. Uh, nothing. She gave him a fake name and fake everything. Yeah, but Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin knows exactly who the fuck she is. They're not going to expose her. That makes them look yeah. bad. Yeah, but... I don't think anyone's going to expose anyone. I think they just simply send a hitman to kill her ass. I think they just go on about their lives. Ruin their show. Who gives a shit? Yeah, fuck it all. (laughs) You know what? That's what we're going to do. Starship Troopers, which is the apology for showgirls, is how I like to think of it. Um, Rated R from 1997, a a couple years later, and infinitely better movie. Humans in a fascist, militaristic future... Wage War on Giant Alien Bugs. Boom. Also nominated for one Oscar, Best Special Effects. Done by Phil Tippett, who you would know as a member of Stan Winston's team and one of the dinosaur creators for Jurassic Park. They, they deserve it. They deserved the fucking Oscar, at least the Oscar nomination, because these effects, most of them, are great. So there's CG effects in this movie. I mean, it's pretty much what you'd think there would be in 1997. Like, they did their... Not really that bad for 97. No. They did their best, and it looks fucking great. Like, well, they use co- it for shit that's far away, mostly. Mostly, Or yeah. stuff that you can't possibly do. 
Right, exactly. That's that's the only time they use it. Yeah. Every the time else are fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 only outright bad effect that I could point out is very beginning of the movie, two scenes during a football game where he very obviously jumped off a ramp and you can hear him step on the ramp. You can see him moving upward on yeah. the ramp. <laughs> I mean, it's very obvious, a ramp. I don't understand why he had to run up a ramp in the in, like before the jump. Because, obviously, it's not him doing the flip. So, what does it matter if he runs up a ramp first? Like Certainly, stuntmen can do that flip. I've, I've seen actual NFL players do, like, crazy flips over two yeah. or three people to get into the end zone. Well, not only that, but there's a cut. Yeah. It's not like he ran up the ramp and it was the same shot. Yeah. And plus, he, you, you could just totally do that thing. But uh, you, you post one hand on a guy, you can jump basically to the point where your hand is. Yeah. <laughs> and then just flip over from there. Yeah, I mean, it, it It was unnecessary. I don't know what they thought was needing to happen there. But he runs up a ramp. It doesn't really matter. It's not the beginning of the movie. And this all takes place in high school. We, we can kind of gloss over most of this. Is, you know, Michael Ironside is their teacher. Casper Van Dien, who's like the fucking... He's like the fucking Samuel L. Jackson of t- made-for-TV movies. This dude has made so many fucking made-for-TV movies. You hate Casper Van Dien so much. I don't hate him that much. Like... He's bad. He's a bad actor. Yeah. But he, there are much worse made-for-TV actors than Casper Van Dien. Like, okay. He just has a really smug fucking face. Yeah, let me, I guess I'll rephrase. It's not so much that you hate him. It's just like, you constantly talk bad about him. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, not in real life. He's just like, he's just a really bad actor. I don't think I don't think he did a bad job in this movie. No, I mean, he's fine for what they needed. But I've, He's doing exactly what he needs to do in this one. Yeah. He should have just always done that. As you know, Philip, I've seen many straight-to-TV, like, sci-fi and, and uh, action movies. Probably the amount of movies I've seen with Casper Van Dien is probably two to three yeah. times as many as any of you guys. I can see why yeah. you would be sick and tired of him by now. I just mostly know him from this movie. So, it's him, his girlfriend, Denise Richards, Dina Meyer, who is, uh, I guess, the... One of the captains of the football team because he's later he says he was the captain. Well, she's the quarterback. Okay, I guess I don't know the differences for t- like the quarterback calls the plays. What the fuck does the captain do? Jerk everyone off. Captain of a team is usually chosen by the coach and the players as somebody just to just lead the team, not necessarily like call plays or anything, but just be like the veteran leader. I guess like I just don't know what 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 there is leading exactly. team wise about. Yeah, he's a uh, figurehead. He's a f- <laughs> he's the person that makes sure that makes sure everybody's there on time. Makes sure everybody's like cool, like you know. Yeah, still seems like that should be Dizzy's job because he's clearly way too distracted. <laughs> oh yeah, she she's the officer material that they're looking for earlier in the movie. Yeah, like Steven said, she's the quarterback. They win the big game against uh, what the fuck is this dude's name? This actor. I don't know, but this is the only thing I think I've ever seen him in. I've seen him in other stuff, but I can't recall what. He's famous moment. for Melrose plays. Patrick Muldoon. Yeah, his name is Xander in this movie. Oh, he was Xander. the hunter from uh, from Jurassic Park. <laughs> no. <laughs> Muldoon. Yeah, but uh, there's like a few people that are listening to it. You don't know that it's not the same guy. Okay, yeah, he's not in anything. So, um, like I said, known for... Uh, Melrose Place. Place. <laughs> so, and he's just a handsome guy. They they win the football game. Casper Van Dien is like, yeah, that's right. Me and me and my girlfriend Denise Richards are gonna fuck later tonight. <laughs> and uh, and he's so like, man. Think. He's like, man, that sure. I mean, they do. 
He's like, man, that sure was a, a shame that I lost that football game. Too bad we're both going to the same academy and you're too stupid to go, Casper <laughs> Van Dien. I guess I probably won't fuck her there because it took me one second to charm her during this football game. Johnny Rico is such a shitty character. I don't understand why he's the main character. Because he, he's literally bad at everything. He's a chameleon. Yeah. Cheats, he did a flip and won the game earlier. <laughs> he's bad at everything? Name one thing you can do that well. He's your white bread baby face. You know? Yeah. He, he's... He's supposed to be in a position of every man at his peak. It's the, he's every man, but he's a little bit better because he can do that flip shit. <laughs> he's just a little dumb. He's yeah. more, dude. He's more than a little dumb. He's a little like, dumb. Hold on. Whenever I say bad at everything, Philip, what? Let me. Okay, I guess let me rephrase that. He's bad at everything that doesn't involve killing. He's bad. He's bad at everything that requires high functioning brain power. Yeah. He, he's a shitty friend. He's bad shitty leader. to his parents. Bad leader. He's fucking. Can't make any sort of like accurate judgment call. I'm not. I'm not saying Wait, you're no, wrong, no, but on. why is he a shitty friend? He's really douchey to everybody that he's a friend with, actually. Like especially Dizzy. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he's kind of douchey to Carl. He is smug to all of them, but I wouldn't say he's necessarily shitty. And also, Diz is Carl and him are shitty to each other. Sort of obsessed with him. She's she's like way too clingy. I, that's, this is that's super fair. obsessed with But him. also like, just like, <laughs> it, it's also like, oh, my girlfriend. She's definitely a stage five. Oh, yeah, but it's also like, oh, my girlfriend talked to this random guy. I better start yelling. But yeah, I mean, like, we can't call him a shitty friend of Diz because she was being a little inappropriate through the whole thing. Dude, he made it obvious and clear that he was not interested in her. And she was like, well, why the fuck not? This <laughs> is like plainly Whilst just. being a total bitch to, to uh, Denise Richards the entire movie. Oh, hi, Carmen. It's it's an unfortunate situation when you're in love with somebody who's not in love with you and you have to be around that person all the time. That's just a bummer situation. She did not go out of her way to be in that situation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but it's other times she's just the captain of the football I mean, team and he's on the football team. She transferred inf infantry units. That is her fault entirely. Yes. But if you'll see, it totally pays off. Yeah, it, does, it all works <laughs> out in the end. So, um... He's decided, based on the fact that he, for some reason, thinks he's going to get to be around Denise Richards if he joins the military. This is where his incredible lack of intellect shines perfectly through. This is, this is high school, though. This is a high school kid. He thinks, oh, we're going to colleges that are near each other. They're, they're not. <laughs> they're literally light years away, and they make that. They literally say that when they're signing up. It's like, yeah, they oh, say we so may never see each other again. <laughs> No, in fact, he says we probably will never see each other yeah, again. Like... <laughs> and so, so Johnny Rico's just like, oh, okay, well, I'll just go get both my legs and my arms shot off like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he think he was ever going to see her again? She literally goes to an academy and then is a pilot for two fucking years at least. You could be on Zegama Beach right now having sex with Dina Meyer. He totally could. <laughs> Because you know professional football players in Futureland, especially in Paul Verhoeven Futureland, definitely make bank. Everybody's obviously way into it. Well, I'm thinking about it. The uh, Zegama Beach line, I've actually lost track of the number of times that I've heard, like, because he says, you know, so you want to see the galaxy? How about Zegama Beach? I've lost track of the number, of, number of times I've heard 
So you want to see the galaxy in like different songs, in particular like Protest the Hero, which is like a band I listen to a lot, mm-hmm. where one of their songs just starts with that, and there's just just immediately <laughs> just fucking just space math rock. I was about to say just for people that don't understand what the fuck Cheech just did, that was a <laughs> that was a guitar riff, that little scream he just did. Oh. <laughs> okay, I was confused. <laughs> so anyhow, that's fucking um, math metal, man. Doing yeah. the escape plans, that exact thing all the time. So his dad is super rich, and he's like, "Look, you're not joining the fucking military. That's incredibly stupid." You're going to go fuck on a beach for who the hell knows how long. Probably as long as you want. Well, we That's know that a way better plan. In a year time, it doesn't exist. It wouldn't have been that long because both Buenos Aires and Zegama Beach are completely fucked soon. Yeah, but you know they would have evacuated the rich people out of Zegama Beach before it got bugged. Well, they didn't evacuate them out of Buenos Aires. Because they didn't know. Communications yeah. were down. Then, it, then again, his parents definitely die in Buenos Aires. Yeah. <laughs> So nope. there could have been an alternate universe where he doesn't join the military like an idiot, but then still does anyway because he was on Zegama Beach when Buenos Aires was exploded. Can so, I put forward this theory? Buenos Aires doesn't happen if Denise Richards doesn't change the plot of the ship. Yeah. Probably not. They were going a different way. Literally, a fraction of a degree course change... Within a few minutes, has you like a mile away from where I you think went. Buenos Aires still happens though because they were going to call ahead and no, say that they would have seen they would have been able to radio ahead and say destroy this asteroid, but they couldn't warn them. But they wouldn't have seen that asteroid if they were on a different on a different course though. We don't know that they wouldn't have detected. They still it. might well, have. Maybe. They still probably would have detected it. I mean, it was literally that's what they're out there for. I'm it was assuming. it was two fucking seconds after she changed the course that the asteroid showed up, which would have been exactly enough time. To not be directly in its fucking path. Which, by the way, is just incredibly unlucky in space. By a giant asteroid, I think you mean huge space peanut. <laughs> <laughs> it did look like a giant It's like, no, that, that was a straight up Joe Dirt space peanut. <laughs> Hold on a second, I gotta piss. Rico starts his training, and uh, you meet Clancy Brown, which is a great addition to this movie, by the way. You get Michael Ironside and Clancy Brown, which I believe were both Highlander villains, right? Yeah, they were. <laughs> Wait, was that other was the was the was the chip tooth boy also a Highlander villain? Clancy Brown was the villain in the first one, and Michael Ironside's the villain in the second yeah. one. Yeah, I can't remember the dude's name, but he's from uh, I think he's now famous. Uh, Dean, Dean Norris <laughs> was he also? No, I was just hoping everybody that was at this fucking uh, boot camp was <laughs> was just. Fucking villains from Highlander. Clancy Brown goes to work, basically damn near murdering everyone who's signed up to be a uh, mobile whip infantry. Them into shape. Yeah, I know. In some cases, literally whip them. <laughs> I, I guess in the future, whenever you can literally heal somebody's broken arm in five seconds, maybe you can just break their fucking arms to prove a point. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I never noticed it. Like. Back in the day, whenever I watched this movie, but now that I've finally seen it in full blown HD, uh, so Dizzy fights Clancy Brown, and he like fucking crushes her neck. With oh his yeah, knees. you see the bruises. And then she has a crazy ass bruise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she does the best against him. Yeah. Uh, the the big dumb farmer man immediately gets his. Well, he's big him. and dumb, and pays the price for being big and dumb very soon after. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much his fault entirely. All of it. So, um, yeah. I just never noticed that giant special effects bruise on her neck. It's fucking heinous. She's obviously signed up and transferred to this unit. 
just to fuck Rico. Like, she will chase him to the end of the fucking earth. She is uh, gonna get that date. <laughs> During this, this whole uh, transition, get, he gets dumped via video phone. <laughs> yeah. And uh, good on, you know, good on uh, Dizzy for not, like, celebrating that fact. She was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer for him. But excellent for me! We also didn't bring up that uh, in in this squad is also starring Jake Busey and, and Jake Busey's teeth, both. Yep, well... And his violin. Gary Busey's teeth. Yeah. They're on loan. <laughs> How can you be genetically predisposed to giant teeth? Ooh, Philip. What if they do actually only have one set of dentures between the two of them? Ooh. <laughs> they just switch <laughs> back and forth. Dude, we've we've discussed this on the podcast. The teeth actually have their own separate agent. So Jake Busey was just in this recent season of uh, Stranger Things, and he looks exactly the same. Yeah. Yes, he fucking does. He does not. His... His fucking hair is outrageous <laughs> old man hair. Really? Because I saw him in uh, The Predator I think last they, year. I think they put a bald cap on him and then added balding hair to him. Because I don't okay. think this is his real because hair. It looks last, crazy. When I saw him in The Predator, he looked just like he always does. I think that's his real hair. <laughs> but I think he was meant to be like old man, like mean old man newspaper editor in Stranger Things. Because like his hair is outrageous crazy looking. Same teeth, though. He has the, the combiest of overs. The overest of combs? The overest of combs. So he has fucking rad guile hair in this movie. Is that is it guile? Yeah. Is it yeah. Street Fighter yeah. characters? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, uh... He's an asshole. He, he, he's kind of an asshole, but I think he might be my favorite character. <laughs> he's an asshole that... With a heart he of gold. He understands his position in... The whole scheme of things. <laughs> He's an asshole in jest, he mainly. wants to be... Like me. I'm an asshole in jest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just an asshole. <laughs> Thanks, Jeets. He, he, he wants to be squad leader, but he's more of a class clown asshole than, like, an actual asshole. Um, Rico gets squad leader because him and Dizzy are really good at capture the flag. Well, and like I was saying earlier, they should have picked Dizzy then because yeah. she's the one that called the, the play, play yeah. that uh, got him Just to win. because he can do flips doesn't mean he like came up with this plan. His plan was, let's hide behind this wall until they kill right. us. Right, and as you, as you find out very soon after this, when he uses his plan, he gets someone straight murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Big dumb farmer guy. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that was... That wasn't his plan. It was just like a very poor planning. Yeah, I don't understand how... I've always been upset with this obstacle course. Because they're using live rounds. It's like, okay, I get that you have to train with what feels like really shooting guns. But one, they could have obviously been rubber bullets or blanks. And there would have been no discernible difference in actually firing them. They would have still been able to destroy the targets with them. Like, they could have done simulated target destruction. Just like they do with the laser. That that close shooting you in the head with a rubber bullet probably would still kill you. That close no. shooting with like a... a you would have a better chance with a rubber bullet. A much better chance of survival, especially <laughs> in future where there's future medicine. Maybe now you get shot in the face with a rubber, rubber bullet, it kills you. But then you can just break your neck or have a fucking knife thrown through your hand and be fine the next day. Also, <laughs> also to be fair, like... The, it, I'm pretty sure he broke Dizzy's neck. This was, a, you know, an accident. Like, the person who tripped and fell and accidentally shot the farmer guy in the face, she shot him at such an angle the helmet would have done nothing. Yeah. Yeah. My, my point was... Having a live fire in this scenario would caught like, yeah, people would get shot constantly. Ideally, he would have told him, 
just get down, stay down until the exercise is over. Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't have he shouldn't have removed his helmet. No. That is true. Yeah, that's fucked up. But he did not get him killed. Like, like Cheat said, she was he was fucking dead anyway. He got shot in the fucking face, and his helmet doesn't cover your face. To be fair, I feel like people do get shot all the time because the only fucking punishment for this is ten lashes. I just feel like it. Okay, so the obstacles are these like cutouts of enemies that pop up and they shoot lasers at you and those lasers cause you to go into convulsions and just wildly fire your gun <laughs> that would get everyone shot all the fucking time this is ridiculous like this is nobody's fault but whoever came up with this dumb fucking obstacle course but anyhow that's always bothered me because it's like they they everybody's feeling so bad about him getting killed like the girl who shot him she quits and Rico obviously gets fucking ten lashes, and then he quits. Well, he is getting ready to quit when he gets the news that uh, no, he had fully quit because they have to rip up his discharge out, papers. Well, yeah, but he's he's, he's not, not gone out yet. of the base. Yes, when he sees that everyone's running, it's like okay, it's full out war. Buenos Aires is done. War were declared. He's doing a video call with his parents, and they get fucking crushed by a, a meteor during it. Yeah, well, what you might not have uh, remembered is earlier uh, Mormons. Yeah, they, they settled a... They settled a planet in the... Uh, Mormon extremists. Uh, this, uh, what, is, what do they call it? Quarantine zone. Yeah. It's like, hey, we don't go over here because there are sentient bug things. Yeah. <laughs> Stay out of there. But the Mormons wouldn't listen, and the, the well, yeah, colony was slaughtered. Don't Mormons believe that God is an alien? And that, the, that he's just from a literal planet that they could go and visit if only they could travel I space? I think there is supposed to be a heaven planet in Mormonism. Yeah, I, I, think, so, I think so. I, I think they're probably trying to get I, to it. I've heard something about that. <laughs> I thought that was Jehovah. There is there is a religion where that is a thing, I know. We might be mixing up uh, it, crazy it, religions, but I will. I refuse <laughs> to feel bad about that. Fuck all yeah, of them. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. It's, it's also lumped in. It is either Mormon or Jehovah Witness, but the thing is, like, they're both so, like... Like, parts of them are so culty, I get them mixed up. Yeah, so. that's fair. That's totally fair. It's complete, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is fair. And also, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're offended by that comment, fuck off. Because your, your religion is crazy. I agree. It is. Anyways, uh, so Mormon extremists actually cause all this to happen. Because they never specifically say it was that incident that caused the bugs to start launching asteroids. Because... They have bugs on Earth that they're doing, like, lab experiments on, like, in high schools. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how long this conflict with the bugs has been going on. I don't know what their relationship is, because they never really say. Probably, because if they did say, it would be completely the human's fucking fault. <laughs> um, and even there, there's a part later where a, uh, when a TV anchorman or whatever like on on location guy he's like interviewing people and he's like some people say maybe we should just stop fucking with them and they'll stop launching asteroids on our planet he's like oh yeah well i'm from bonus areas and i, and say, I say kill, kill them all, all. <laughs> <laughs> i got something to say like you think he's gonna have like something of actual input right and he's just like i'm from buenos Aires, and i say kill them all oh okay well let's do what this guy says speaking of which it's something i noticed this time through it's like you know how like into big lebowski a lot of things that he says are just Things that he's picked up from other people. Yeah. That's totally Rico in this movie. That's why I called him a chameleon. He just adapts whatever people around him say. So whenever Michael Ironside tells him a bunch of shit, Rico just keeps saying it. Crazy thing is, man, there's there are a crazy amount of people who are like... Oh, yeah. Like, this is, sure. I, I'm honestly starting to think the majority of people 
just say what they've heard, and that's the extent of their ability to like think objectively. Yeah, well, they're, they're newts. N-O-O-T. The, not one original thought. The other thing <laughs> with this is that like this entire movie is supposed to be like satire on like fascist military culture. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure a lot of this with like Rico just slowly becoming this but and conforming it's to intentional. The, yeah, it's intentional. Yeah. yeah. It's and all also, intentional, but uh, this is very post nine eleven America attitude. But completely. yeah, this is a movie is pre nine eleven. <laughs> no, I know, but I mean, yeah. like, my point is, like, this is if you if, if anybody wants to call bullshit on like what happens next after Buenos Aires gets exploded, sorry because two thousand people got exploded or a few thousand people got killed in nine eleven. Just use desert, and then the whole storm. nation was like, kill them all and like God sort them out. That was literally a common thing I heard every day from regular people and i still see bumper stickers that say that yeah like well, yeah but you live in north carolina (laughs) unfortunately due to like real world i definitely don't enjoy this movie as much as i did whenever i was younger because now like because before i was just like haha it's kind of funny because it's now you're analyzing as as an adult as an adult i'm just like oh this is like real life like this makes me sad yeah (laughs) see i have the opposite effect i I like it it even more. i i hated it that when i Got to the end the very first time because like God damn it we're the fucking bad guys the whole goddamn time I wasn't ready to accept the the, the truth of what humanity is so it's like usually if you're the if you're the force at the end that's celebrating you're the one who fucking started it <laughs> it's like just a bunch of assholes fucking ruining everything at this point whenever they're battling like Rico gets fucked up he gets thrown into back to tank for three three weeks it is a back to tank <laughs> and uh, flat out he gets out. Uh, even though Carmen doesn't have time for a relationship with him, she clearly has time for a relationship with Xander. Uh, well, he's right there. I mean, yeah. it's like a, a, I mean, and she was, she was almost about to fuck him at the football game. For real. Like, she was flirting with him hard. They get into a fight, Rico and his crew get a bunch of tattoos, and then you get into the, the, like, meat battle of the movie. The meat battle. <laughs> the meat battle. Uh, Denise Richards thinks he's dead because he was listed as killed in action. Right. Because he should have been. Literally, they show like a swarm of people coming upon a swarm of bugs coming upon him, and then the camera like cuts out, and then it's like, oh, so he just somehow survived that. Well, it cuts to black as he's being attacked, but uh, as he's, he's also like, being rescued hey, well, by you know, Ratchex Refnicks. Yeah, because his teacher has gone back into service. And he's this total badass. Where he used to have just a stump, he's got this fucking uh, robot arm. He has a robot arm. That's because Arnold ripped off his arms. <laughs> <laughs> see you at the see party. See you at the party, Richter. Also, if... if uh, <laughs> see you in the Marines, Richter. <laughs> also, just as a, as a reminder, uh, Michael Ironsides is the voice of Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. And we need another Splinter Cell game. But mm-hmm. we can continue talking about this. <laughs> Splinter Cell is so good. It is good. I would play the living shit out of a new Splinter Cell game. So hard! Especially for Michael Ironside reasons. They go back to the planet, and they realize that this has all been a trap, because the brain bug has forced somebody to call for uh, for backup, essentially. For Yeah, they get, a, they get an emergency call, and when they get there, they realize, they find out that... Uh, well, you guys have skipped over, so... We skipped over a lot of shit. <laughs> well, I just mean like important shit. So they go to a planet. With, they've become part of the Ratchax Roughnecks. They go to a planet 
Rico becomes the hero of the day in Corporal because the Corporal got her arm melted off by the flamethrower bug. He explodes it with what yeah, he says is move. the flip six three hole, which to me it's like, can you just tell me, can you tell me how this is at all related to football except for just for the athleticism? Well, the nuke is a ball. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he dunked the ball, the the grenade into into this monster's he back. Spiked it. Yeah. Okay. It's it's his spiking abilities. <laughs> Anyhow, so he grenades this giant fucking monster bug that flamethrowers. And, of course, he's the hero. They have, like, celebration night, and this is when Dizzy finally gets to get that D. She's like, look, or Ratchek's like, look, you're still not gonna fuck her? What the hell is the matter with you? <laughs> you know, what, say what you might about uh, Ratchek. He has all the good advice. That's he knows good. what's important. Oh, yeah. It's like the only... He's like, don't join the Space Marines. You'll definitely well, die. He, he says, no. He, says, <laughs> he doesn't say that <laughs> at all. He says, uh, the only freedom you have in life is being able to figure things out for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but... And then uh, never does, pass up a good thing. <laughs> he does discourage them from joining the Space Marines because Rico specifically says that. He says, actually, he kind of discourages enlisting. It's like what he literally says. Also, Michael Ironside knows what's important, too, because he lost his entire fucking family. That's, I mean, anybody yeah, that I, loses their arm and then joins back into the uh, Marines pretty much obviously doesn't have a family. So, um, Michael Ironside catches him boning, and he's just well, like, they're you can ready to 20 minutes. And he's I like, mean, he tells them to get ready, and, and 10 minutes, like, wait, who's there? Who's underneath those covers? <laughs> Seinfeld, <laughs> Seinfeld would say, uh, when sex is taking place is when the nipple makes its first appearance. So... They're already fucking. <laughs> so um, he's like, you, you can have 20 minutes to get your shit wired and be ready for this. This is when they get the re- emergency call. They which, need help. Which is a, a trap. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, there's a general still alive who's really annoying, but luckily is taken out like relatively quickly. Yeah. He just becomes a blood smear. On yeah. The he's just, I fucking love it. You may recognize this guy as the guy who had Quato on him. Yep. <laughs> Another Paul Verhoeven great. He's clearly a big fan of him playing a character in his movies. So um, they show up there. Michael Ironside is like sticking his robot fingers inside of this uh, radio specialist head. Yeah, he he fingers his head hole. The bug sucked out his brains. (laughs) His brains have been sucked out. (laughs) Here's how I'm thinking that's supposed to work. Sucked him completely off. The brain bug must have some kind of mechanism to where it can analyze the neurons, the neuron neuron pathways, oh, dude, and try to map those into something. I called bullshit on this. Obviously, we played the clip. That's why I included that clip. Because actually, with everything else that goes on in this movie, this is fully reasonable to assume that this would these be possible. Bugs They're the incredibly ability. advanced. These bugs can blast ass into space. <laughs> they, can, they literally have no technology, but they can shoot fucking cannons into orbit and blow stuff, blow up spaceships. They can literally hurl their fucking spores to other planets to colonize. They literally have space travel. So with this, with this first brain bug like kill reveal, basically what they're saying is that the brain bug stabbed his little proboscis into the head and then controlled this guy into making a distress call. Right? Yeah. They they don't ever show the brain bug literally controlling someone. Well, that's not the situations that we have potential victims for the brain bug. In that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. like, later in the movie, he sucks their brain out. So, I was wondering, is, like, does he 
suck their brain out and then control them or does he just he i think he can because he literally says the the crazy general guy specifically says he made him call well i'm thinking that that's while it's plugged in yeah while he's plugged in he can probably control them exactly the ones so other times he just likes to suck out brain for the fun of it well Well, he doesn't need to control him if he yeah he's literally gathering intelligence by sucking their brains out and that's why that's so why the general stupid. guy has to hide, and he's fucking right to have hidden. But yeah. the thing that doesn't make him right is that he's straight up, game over, man, game over. Yeah, he is. And it is a bug hunt. And that's and that's why he becomes <laughs> it is a, a fucking, fucking bug hunt. That's why he becomes a fucking shit stain on that on that uh, on that compound ground. Dude, and I think the last time me and Steven watched this movie, you pointed this out. Every time somebody gets a promotion, every time somebody dies, they all celebrate. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, hey, they fucking do. They're all just a fucking whole army of Nelsons. <laughs> when that guy got fucking smeared on the ground, Jake Busey just laughs. Yeah, well, <laughs> he fucking laughs. In this case, it's pretty much warranted. That guy was gonna get them killed. Yeah, but still, like, and also every time something like this happens, usually it's Rico that gets the promotion, and like he always is like laughing about it. He's like, "Ha the corporal got her arm melted off." Normally, in a movie like this, the guy who's promoted is like, "All right." It's a tough job, but I'll take it type of situation. And he's just this smug fucking look on his face where he's just like, (laughs) looks like I'm the captain now. Yeah, he just, he just points at his, he just points at the person whose arm got melted off and then points into his eyes. I'm your captain now. (laughs) Basically. Trap goes sideways. Uh, Fucking Michael Ironsides and uh, Dizzy both fucking bite it here. Yeah. So they're just. Well, no, Dizzy bites it on the way back because she says, it's fine. At least I got to have you. Yeah. Like, that's cool. This has been her, her life's obsession. <laughs> I just want to point out, this is at least the second podcast where Cheats has said Michael Ironsides. <laughs> Did I say Ironsides? He's not in a wheelchair. His, it's, it's... <laughs> uh, my bad. He does have a metal arm down by his side, though. I just though. like to point out when Cheats mis- mispronounces. Yeah, he. I mean, he almost, uh, if he just lost a couple more, you know, he would have been in a wheelchair if he hadn't had Rico blow him away. <laughs> I really think they should have kept him alive and gave him metal. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> I I mean, it's it's up to Michael Ironside if he wants to live or not. But like, he said, you know what to do. <laughs> he wanted him to kill him. It's like, no, I meant you. I <laughs> meant carry me onto the plane. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, bow. <laughs> nope, gotta die. He's like, what I meant was, you know what to do. Take over the regiment for me. Exactly. Now I don't have any legs. Not blow me the fuck away. The only way that he could become the fucking lieutenant is if he blew Michael Ironside away, and then he smugly smiled, and then became the lieutenant. Does that make them a bad lieutenant? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I think we should be making Lieutenant Dan jokes here. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> you ain't got no legs. <laughs> <laughs> lieutenant Michael Ironside. See you at the party, Richter, and his legs just get <laughs> chopped off. <laughs> Why does he always get dismembered? <laughs> so anyways, uh, Dizzy fucking heroically fucking throws this grenade straight down the gullet of this flamethrower bug who just popped out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, she's a quarterback. But yeah. she gets taken out yeah. by some grunt. More football. Yeah, she gets taken out by one of the, the, the warrior bug, the warrior class of the bugs. Um, maybe because she stopped because he was like, Dizzy, no! Yeah, she's like, wait, 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 what are you, what are you screaming What at? do you mean no? What are you talking about? I thought I won. 
And uh, she turns around and immediately gets stabbed about a trillion times with the crazy sword arm. And then, then Rico pulls it out, which everyone knows you don't pull that thing out. That's why she's dead. And you know what I mean. Oh. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> if he left that in there, she might have made it back to the base and then they would have put her back it's together. Possible. They might it's have, possible. It's yeah. possible. But he's not a medic. He's clearly a moron. So, this is he just did what he thought he needed to do to, to save her. It's not like he was... The problem is that no authority figure ever said anything about what to do if someone... <laughs> I mean, because uh, they pretty much die, usually. Because they get stabbed about 45 times. Yeah. I think she would have died either way, because I'm pretty sure one of those bug swords goes straight through her fucking heart. Had Michael Ironside said, You never take a bug stick out of somebody. <laughs> I don't think he would, though. I think he would just go, You know what to do! He <laughs> <laughs> would just blow the fuck away no matter what. Because you know what to do means carry you back to the ship. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it means shoot me in the fucking chest. He's just walking down a normal hallway with someone else. Someone just stubs her toe. Crap, I stubbed my toe. You know what to do. <laughs> I don't think he blows people away for no reason. But anyhow, um, so uh, we didn't describe the warrior class of, of bug. They're in it mostly. They're like the bug they fight the most. And they're basically just... 50 fucking sword legs with this crazy scary ass looking torso. They're about 15 feet fucking tall. And it takes like 20 troopers, all of their ammo, to take one down most of the time. It's like a uh, spider with pyramid head. Yeah. But legs <laughs> that are made of swords. No, no, uh, no big butt. Yeah. They, yeah, they're also, they're like the size of cars, but they're cars? about 10 feet, feet up. <laughs> so, yeah, they're their legs. crazy monsters. Like, you would... And a lot of the time, they're practical, because they really made these fucking things. Yeah. Because they had to fucking grab hold of their crazy tentacle monster stab. Like, all of the, like, murder effects in this look insanely fucking good. Yeah, they do. The only time, the only effect I can poke a hole in is the one where the stupid guy gets his brains blown out during the training exercise. And that's because... Even without pausing it, you can see that his eyes go cross-eyed before he gets shot. Like what? <laughs> like no, his the the that was just as uh, dumb. Uh, he was just dumb. He's like, Meh. it's just his dumb demeanor. Yeah, he was a dumb, dumb country boy. <laughs> I'm just a dumb country boy. Look, my eyes are crossed. Actually, he might have been doing dumb country boy impression at that time because he was talking about how much of a big dumb idiot he was. I'm just a very dumb idiot. It's all my fault. My helmet don't fit. <laughs> They don't make them big enough, so they had to give me the quadruple extra large helmet. And this one's all wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Dizzy's dead as hell. Denise Richards and her suave Melrose Place boyfriend come and pick them up off this planet P. He uh, calls in for uh, for bombing, a bombing raid. But they won't do it because they want to do a on-foot raid to capture the brain bug, which they now know is on the planet. Yeah, well, this is that's right before they learn about the... Yeah. They get the uh, briefing. Right. And plus the uh, the uh, space funeral. Yeah. This movie would have been 150 years long if they had a space funeral this long for every person who dies. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Well, she's the only one who had a body back on the ship, you know? Everybody else is to stay on the fucking planet because they weren't alive at the point that... <laughs> I beg to differ. I feel like almost everyone in that room... when they, So they go to that first battle... And then whenever they're leaving that battle, Denise Richards is walking through this, like, triage unit, and they're pretty much just all dead bodies. Or they're, I guess, they could just all be in shock from blood loss or whatever. 
Regardless, you're right. Maybe this is the only body they have left to put inside a sunglasses case and launch out of the fucking ship. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow... Um, if it worked for Spock, I could have worked for her. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring up Spock. <laughs> Fuck yes. I'm so happy that you did. Her death pl- takes place in the shadow of new life. It's just another quote from that same movie. Anyways, um, this is the last scene of the movie, or the last big section of the movie, or I guess. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris gave him the rundown about the brain bug. You're going uh, back to pee. And the brain bug's there, and you're going to get him. Why were these these big, like, destroyer-type ships so close to the planet? I don't know. Because... Weren't they the ones that launched the infantry? They are. And maybe these, like, these, like, life raft, like, deploying, filled with soldier APC things... Maybe they can only fly within the atmosphere of a planet. Like, they can't fly away. Or but, they don't have a limited range or whatever. Yeah. So they, they, yeah, they might just not have very much fuel on them or whatever. But it's like, it seems like a pretty easy problem to fix once you know that when the destroyers get that close to the fucking planets where they are, they're going to get exploded by the fucking uh, ass blasters. Yeah. Ass blasters. Just like Trimmers 3. Interesting to note, because Trimmers was also made by the same effects company that worked on... Uh, and they're ass blasters, and they—they're just a big fan of ass blasting. I don't think they worked on the ass blaster movie, though. No, and they probably did that work was like on the, the ass blaster effects one. because I think all they're of that bad. was CG. Yeah, uh. yeah, the, yeah, those effects sucked balls. Might have been the same. Uh, who knows? Anyways, um, so Denise Richards' uh, giant spaceship that she flies gets blown up. Him and her boyfriend have to escape. She's like supposed to be this crack pilot. But she can't fly an escape pod to save her fucking life. She crashes it straight into the side of a fucking mountain and just lucks out that it happens to be hollow. <laughs> right. Like, they'd be dead as hell. So, uh, they get captured by the brain bug. And, uh... Well, you think that they're murdered. But, uh... You know, so they they managed to get a call out to Rico. And Rico is about to be on his way. And then they... what Here's what sounds like them being murdered by bugs. But they've just actually been pinned down. I don't like, think they actually show them get... Like, I think they showed them get pinned down first, though. Yeah. So we think they're dead, because... Well, I, uh, what I'm saying movie, is I think we think they're actually still alive. But there's no reason for anyone else to think that, because it's just... No! And then the transmission cuts out, because apparently dying means the transmission goes away. You don't get to still... Well, that's fine, because... Literally in the next scene, Rico gets this feeling that she's still alive. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, uh... Him and his two of his like, like uh, you know, squad leaders. Yeah, it's Jake Busey and the guy from the Ratchet's Roughnecks, the original guy. The fucking preacher from the Walking Dead show is the other guy. Uh, I didn't make oh, that yeah, connection. I guess it is. Okay. Too bad the show blows. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they go to find Denise Richards, who he believes is still alive, based on a feeling, and the rest of his squad goes to continue the mission, which is to go capture the brain bug. Lo and behold, they go straight to where the brain bug is. Who, and, who is uh, sucking out Xander's brain. Sucked it right out. Yeah, but right before uh, Xander had got his brain sucked, he uh, passed the knife to uh, Denise Richards. And, Big uh, mistake. <laughs> he definitely should have kept he that He should have kept that knife think. and yeah. then used it. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what she does, and it's able to, uh, you know... But had he done that, totally they would have just killed both of them. And when when it, I don't know. 
Maybe they would have brought in another brain bug. This might not be yeah. the only one. There's I don't no know. Reason to believe but that's it. why you carry multiple knives on you. Yep. Yeah, they both should have had one. There was only one in the little compartment. I guess. I guess five seconds ago they were just simply piloting a normal like spacecraft. So it's not necessarily that they were dressed for battle. They weren't in full battle rattle. If- so she cuts the brain bugs fucking sucker off. It's crazy knife sucker. That's when Rico goes in with a nuke and he's threatening to we, burn it all down. We really need to talk about the brain bug though. Yeah. It's a really good uh, like. I, it's just it a gi- like- giant nut sack. <laughs> well, a nut sack with, with a vagina in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a nut sack with eyes and a vagina. And it, the way it moves is with little bugs carried around. Yeah, I mean, it, it clearly has legs, but I think it's just long ago become too lazy to use them. Because it, it's at, at a point when it's about to suck off uh, Zane, it stands up onto well, its yeah. legs and then just goes, hi-ya! And like karate chops the thing down into his brains. Get mama's prying bugs. <laughs> <laughs> prying bugs. <laughs> so the testicle pussy has a ton <laughs> A fucking, fucking ton of goo just ripping so out. Yeah. Just fucking vaginal discharge <laughs> everywhere. Just fucking dripping and sliming everywhere. Slurping. Stop. <laughs> fucking quit. This cheats. That's what it is. It's <laughs> This pussy sucks on you. It looks like a vagina with a butthole around it. <laughs> what? I mean, it's not wrong, but... <laughs> Man, yeah. this is... We've talked before about how every alien is just a pussy. <laughs> or every a alien. Usually it's, usually it's both. Yeah. <laughs> like the uh, the face huggers, well, those are like, definitely pussies. The proboscis, the proboscis comes out of the, uh, the vagina face. Yeah. So. Every, every alien is just a dick pussy. <laughs> or in this case, a testicle pussy. <laughs> So, uh, they run away, the brain bug runs away from the nuclear warhead, which is their, like, nobody move or the inward gets it sort of situation. What? He's holding the, <laughs> he's holding the nuke, like, straight to his face. He's like, I'll blow us all straight to hell. Ways and saddles. And, uh, they're backing out, but the brain bug gets away, so all bets are off now. Like, the, the soldiers don't care if they die. So they're swarming. Preacher from Walking Dead gets cut, and he falls down. Again, this is a scenario where I feel like they definitely could have still totally made it. Like, they just needed to throw that nuke, grab him, pull him, as the other two needed to stop playing with their dicks. You know what to do. Yeah, (laughs) you know what to do. (laughs) If somebody gets injured, you just simply leave them behind. This is like the opposite of, like... How how they those are Earth Marines. Every man gets left behind. <laughs> Every man left behind. <laughs> Everybody fights. No one quits. Anybody gets slightly injured, you leave them to die, and or shoot them in the face. So uh, he dies, but in doing so, saves the rest of them because he blows them all up. An extremely terrible practical effect boulder comes down so slow <laughs> it's like oh no the boulder's coming we better jump out of the way it falls for so long and is plainly door shaped but it could be an alien door <laughs> alien bug door alien bug door i guess <laughs> the first time we get to see their technology in use it's just literally a big stone door so they, they leave the cavern and everybody's celebrating and they find out that Yay. the brain bug has been captured because Clancy Brown had 
bumped himself back down to a private, which is probably a good idea for the them to have somebody so experienced come down as like a private. But yep. Dean Dean Norris literally goes, "You are not going to see battle unless you bust your ass down to private." And he's like, "Fine, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking watch me." Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the basically the explosion kind of wrangled the bug into the position where they were looking already. Yeah. And they dragged it out in a big net. And then Neil Patrick Harris comes up and mind fucks him. He freaks <laughs> his mind. He's the mind freak. It's afraid. And then everybody cheers. It'd be funny if he just put his hand on it and he goes, It's a testicle pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's thinking. It's thinking, hey, I'm a testicle pussy. <laughs> Hi, Neil Patrick Harris. Nice to meet you. I'm a testicle pussy. I'm a dino DNA. I don't know why I was doing the dino DNA voice. So, um, on one hand, I'm like, man, Neil Patrick Harris, you sure are useless. Anyone could fucking tell it's a, it's afraid. It had its fucking testicle pussy dick chopped off, and now it's captured. Of course it's a fucking afraid. But he probably just said that because if he had said what it was really thinking, it probably wouldn't have been very inspiring for the troops. I mean, yeah, there's like five more movies after this, so clearly they don't win the war here. Don't want to spoil. <laughs> what it's thinking is that I already have uh, fucking the thing bugs among you, and you're all fucked. It's like we're literally a hive mind, and all the other brain bugs know what I know about yeah. your fleet. And also, now that you've connected with me psychically, I also know everything that you know, and you know the most of any of the humans. <laughs> so you just double fucked yourself. You want to go for triple fuck? Kill me! I'm here! You messed with the p- pussy testicle, you get the horns. <laughs> You get the horny. (laughs) (laughs) Testicle pussy. I'm sorry. I fucked it up. So, anyways, celebration. We're back to the would you like to know more, which we didn't really talk about, but a lot of the scene transitions are uh, some nameless person watching TV. Like infomercial shit. Well, no, it's literally, I'm pretty sure, all the TV that TV is. Like, this is just all you get. Yeah, probably. It's just propaganda directly pumped into you. (laughs) There are... Earlier during one of the broadcasts, there was a, apparently a guy, a fugitive, who was a killer. He was caught, sentenced, and executed in the same fucking day, and everyone was required to watch the execution. <laughs> <laughs> all channels, all net, at 6 o'clock. It's like, this society is truly fucked. It's trash. Yeah. Everyone's doing their part. And then this woman is, like, cackling ridiculously just because the, these bugs are getting stomped on. These bugs that are completely unrelated to the bugs that they're killing. <laughs> well, there's, a, like, there's also where the uh, the soldiers are, like, with a bunch of kids. And they're like, here, who wants to see my assault rifle? And the kids are just like, give me, give yeah, me. And they're all just tugging it. on it. Yeah. And they're laughing about it. <laughs> these kids don't know shit. Also, let's not forget that uh, you can't vote unless you're a citizen, and the only way to be a citizen is to be in the military for at least two years. And it's also like... No, that that's the only way to guarantee citizenship. It's also way okay. harder to uh, to get a, lic- a, regis- a license for having kids unless you're in the service. Right. Everything is easier if you'll be a fucking meat person for the grinder, basically. Because... They should have tell you everyone that goes and joins this is going to lose at least one limb or die or both 
in the in the case of Ratchet. I think we can move on to the diggity scale because it's going to be really easy and really like unanimous. You know what? I don't even have to look at it, but I will. Well, Showgirls, I guess it's like mostly no diggity because it's really just nothing. <laughs> it's it's one hundred percent no diggity. There's nothing redeeming about that movie. I want to give it no diggity. There's things in it that I, that I liked, and by those things I mean boobs. <laughs> but honestly, I didn't even like them. It was it was so traumatic to watch this movie that I didn't even like the boobs. Only thing that was good was the uh, dress that has the the pop out titties. I'm giving it hardly any because I laughed a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna like it made me it made me enjoy myself like I did laugh I think that, hardly any is fair yeah hardly any is fair but I, I'll say this I'm giving it no diggity just so that everyone out there will not be in any way inclined to watch this movie <laughs> yeah no one should there's no diggity for me because I'm appalled at its, at its existence <laughs> it's no diggity no doubt for me any yeah, so fair. Starship Troopers supreme fucking diggity go fuck yourself Anybody who wants to argue with me. I'm going to say just enough. Are you shitting me? Overwhelming. I was going to say overwhelming surplus. I was going overwhelming also. It's not a perfect movie by any means. Well, I'm going to go supreme because what are you going to do to make this movie better, Steven? What would you do? I don't don't know. I mean, that's just like my personal preference. Get a better lead actor for sure. Get get rid of Casper Van Dien. Yeah, like... I think he's perfect for this movie. Like, he's exactly as stupid and smug as he looks as the character is. Maybe. I just think I think you can make it better with a better actor. But the rest of the stupid violin. I think if you made it better with oh fuck that violin. We didn't. Get, well, no, we're not going to go into it. <laughs> Steven's <laughs> mad about the violin. We're too. This movie drops an overwhelming step. Drops an overwhelming to just straight no diggity. <laughs> it's definitely overwhelming surplus. I've seen this movie so many times that I can basically just quote it a hundred percent. And I I enjoy it every this, time. This is how good the movie is. Steven said he wasn't going to watch it. And I peer pressured him into doing it, and he thanked me for it. <laughs> That's how fucking good this movie is. It's so good you should never not watch it. If it's <laughs> like any time you're gonna, you, if you if you're thinking about watching it, then you should watch it. Period. And it, he, just when I thought Paul Verhoeven couldn't get any stupider, he goes and does something like this, and totally <laughs> redeems himself. I'm skipping the feedback this week. Fair enough. Plus, it'll save it for next time. All right, guys. Uh, hope you've enjoyed another episode of MPM Classic, brought to you by Philip. Oh, Lord. Oh, geez. Can't wait for us to do Mortal Kombat again. I can't wait for Stripped to Death, or whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> Stripped, Stripped to, to Kill. kill. <laughs> Our movie would have been called Stripped to Death. If you want to tell your friends about us, you can find us on Spotify, on iTunes, on TuneIn. And several other places, platforms where you get your podcasts. You can send us some listener feedback on Facebook, on Instagram at Motion Picture Meltdown, or on Twitter at MPN Podcast. You can listen to other United Cipher podcasts like Music Video Countdown and the Curly Mustache Podcast. Uh, check out some or check out some other shows that we listen to like Nerdotomy, The Whiskey Reel, Sorry to Waste Your Time, and Code Yellow, a Scare Actors Podcast. With that being said, I've been one of your hosts, Stephen the Roast Rosenberg. Bill the Kill Collins. Cheats, would you like to know more? McGee. And And we'll see you next time. Talking about that little lady.